I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call from the book of Hebrews. At this time, Hebrews chapter 10, we'll be reading verse 24 and 25 and hope to be able to answer a question I think is very, very important. Thank you for being a part of our radio audience. I enjoy doing radio programs, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy doing so. I'll try to give you something. I hope that it has some depth to it, but yet it's practical also. Hey, if you ever like to correspond with us, uh, we're as easy, as close as the old computer. Just about everybody has access to something, either the little one or the big one. It's just part of that www. It's at F-O-M-M period, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at the offices of Fishers of Men Ministries uh, International. And uh, leave us a message. Let us know that you listen to uh, our program. Leave, you know, leave us a comment. Uh, from time to time, I apologize for not saying thank you for sending those emails. Hey, I still get a lot of the snail mail also. That letter is a little more personal, but email, that's good too. Hebrews chapter 10, all the way down to verse 24. Hebrews 10, 24. It says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Okay. I'm to provoke others unto love and good works. What's a way I can do that? Verse 25, by not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. All right? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Uh, If you've knocked on anybody's door, if you visited a friend or a loved one, maybe in behalf of your church or in behalf of just Christ, you know, I've had people tell me something like this. Uh, is church all that important, you know? Is it needful? Does it really help anybody, church? Now, I'll tell you, that depends on what kind of church you're talking about. Now, here on this program, we're talking about a Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching church. Amen? And uh, uh, people say, big C, little c with a C being church. And with me, it's a big, it's a big C. And with the Bible, it's a big B. And with Jesus Christ, it's a big JC. In fact, it's our Lord Jesus Christ. So with church, little C, big C with me, it's big C. Why? Why is it all that? Why is it all that important? Once again, verse 25, it says this, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. It wasn't important. It wouldn't tell you to do that. We think about the early church. You know what they did? They went to church every day. Now, how in the world did they do that? You know, how did uh, we think about the man, his responsibility to 
you know, to bring in an income. You know, how did he do that in association with his work? They must have went very early in the morning or later in the afternoon when the man got home, but they went every day. Uh, for us now, for the Fisherman Church here in Bon Secours, the Fisherman Baptist Church, it's Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you know, just three times a week. Does it really do any good? Is it all that important? Is it needful? Is it needful? Is it needful? The principle is laid down uh, in some of the New Testament churches. I like uh, reading there the church at Corinth. There in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 17, verse 18, verse 20, verse 33, and then chapter 14, verse 23 and 26, you said, I got it, preacher. The word come or the words come together is used when you come together, when you come together. It's like our verse here, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. When you come together, now that's the church, an assembly, you know, that ecclesia, they assemble together. Is that needful? He said, don't forsake it. Is it that needful? You know, well, not for salvation because salvation's not in a church. It's not in membership in a church. I believe you ought to go to church, but I tell you what, if you go to a Bible preaching, Bible teaching church, we understand that salvation is not in that church as far as identifying with that church, but I tell you, if you go to, once again, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, you're going to hear how to be saved, and that church is going to tell you about Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name unto heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's that's in Jesus Christ. We go to church, my friend, because we are saved, my friend. Church, church is a place, really, it's an assembly of believers, and it's kind of like a battery charger. Uh, you know, we, we get drained. The world of flesh and the devil drains us down. And we go to church and we get charged up, you know, and, and then sent out to distribute the gospel, you know. What's church for? All right. Is it needful? Does it really do any good? Is it all that important? I'd say yes. Now, let me just throw out just a few things for you and see if you can say amen. See if I can hear the audience say amen. The church is for schooling, spiritual schooling. Is this, we think about secular schooling. Is it important if, as far as your mind is concerned that you get maybe those three R's, reading, writing, Arithmetic, that's what we used to call it anyway. And uh, is, is that important? The answer is yes. We think about an education. That's very important today in the secular world. Uh, you'll never ascend. You'll never, as far as make the finances for your family. That's so important, you know, and education. Oh, but more so, we think about <laughs> the Lord. Have you ever heard of Sunday school? You know, a lot of people today, a lot of God's people play hooky. You say, what is that? <laughs> That's the way. Just skipping school, you know. Just skip the Sunday school. Oh, it's so important. Uh, let me show you how important. Let me ask you a question. Those of you that listen right now. And uh, come on, let me, let me ask you a question. What grade are you in before the Lord? 
Once again, that Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, what's that preacher going to do? What's those teachers going to do? Ah, the Word of God, they're going to open this book, and they're going to talk about what? They're going to talk about Bible doctrine, the doctrine of revelation, and then the inspiration and preservation of the Scriptures. They'll talk about the doctrine of sin and the salvation of grace, repentance. And I learned these. It's like learning the, the three R's, you know, and I go from one grade to the next, to the second grade, to the third and I hear about regeneration, substitution, redemption, reconciliation, faith, adoption, assurance, righteousness, peace, sanctification, you know, security, you know, prayer. Think about studying what the church is all about. What is that? I'm going from grade to grade. I'm listening to the Word of God as it's taught and preached. And then I go from one grade to the other. I don't understand what you're talking about. You know, some people go to church year after year after year, and for some reason, they they just never go from one grade to the next. Shame on some of us. Oh, we should be graduating the 12th grade. We should have that desire to go on just a little further. I press on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining. What? I'm going to college. <laughs> Spiritual college, you know. I'm heading for that Oh, that bachelor's degree. Not only that, I'm on a head from my master's. Oh, I want to seek to win that to win that prize. What's church for? Is it all that needful? Does it really do any good? Schooling. Job said in Job 23 and verse 12, he said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Oh, we go to church. We hear the word of God preached. And the preacher and teachers send us home with some homework. What's homework? It's where we read the Bible at home. You, don't you read the Bible at home? Uh, you know, we take our Bible to church, but uh, you take your Bible home. You, you don't just put it down and not read it, do you? Do you study what the preacher said for you to study? Did you study what the teacher told you to study, to do your homework? I've gone back to school before. The teacher said, where is your homework? I said, uh-oh, I didn't do it. Oh, bad grade. Shame on you, Wayne Munn. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'll do it next time. Before the Lord, I'm going to do my homework. What's church for? It's for schooling, not only just for the old ones, but also for young ones, too. Most churches have what's called a nursery. Oh, but spiritual nursery is what the church is for. Quality child care. They're the development of character within a small child. It's so important. Where do you get it? in church where the word of God is presented. As far as church, it's like an also into, we could say, hospital. Does it do any good? Have you ever had to go to the hospital? You know? Church, does it do any good? Have you ever needed to go to the doctor? You know? Have you ever needed some medicine? That's what church is for. Today here where I live, churches, most churches are like Disneyland. You know, you go there to sit and be entertained. And more, I tell you, people laugh and, you know, it, you know, it's kind of like they're on some kind of spiritual ride somewhere, like in Disneyland, you know, some theme park. As far as church, that's not a place of entertainment. Now, I'm glad we can enjoy the preaching. And I'm glad, I'm glad we can hear special music and all we can say, amen, how wonderful that was. I agree with that, you know. But church is not like Disneyland. It's a, kind of a hospital, a place for the broken and the diseased and those that need to be healed, you know, healed all the way on the inside. It was in the church that I heard that I had a spiritual cancer. That cancer was sin. It ate me up. 
just about destroyed me, my friend. And that had been for that church where I heard the truth. My friend, I could never have been saved and got a healing on the inside. Not only just heal from sin, the sense, my friend, uh, there was forgiveness there, all but a complete washing away, all because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ as far as sin is concerned, complete healing. You know, I could go on and on, but within the context of the passage, Hebrews chapter 10, it says, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. What does that mean? Don't forsake it. You know, uh, don't quit. Uh, don't abandon it. Uh, don't, don't miss. Don't, don't miss. Forsake not. What will it do? Oh, it's kind of like you back up within the context. Verse 23, it said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Profession of our faith without wavering. I know what waves are. Fisher Munn, know what, he knows what waves are. Like the wave of the sea? Oh, what are you saying? You know, I believe this. If you go to a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, not only it'll be schooling for you or it'll be that spiritual hospital for you, that nursery for the young, but it'll keep you on course. On course. My father, it took hour after hour for my father where I stood behind that big helm on the boat, Spent all better part of my lost life in the Gulf of Mexico, the harvesting of fish. And that big boat, I had to steer that big boat. And I had to get to where I could steer it in a straight line. Oh, when I first started, oh, to go a little bit to the starboard and a little bit to the port, back to the left, back to the right, you know. And I had to get it where it was straight. My father one time said, look, 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 look back behind this boat. And I looked back behind the boat, and it was where I was just going zigzag like a snake, you know. I don't want to leave behind a crooked path. I want to steer straight. Hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. How do I do that? Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. Could I encourage you? Oh, to attend a Bible-believing church. Faithful, my friend. It'll help you graduate from school. It'll keep you well and strong and keep you on the straight and narrow. Thank you for allowing me to be in your home until next week. Fisher Munn saying goodbye.